everybody, and welcome to ISO Comics. We will weekly comics report with Mike and Ming, broadcasting from Titan's Tower, our secret headquarters for the time being. It's ISO Comics. My name is Ming Chen. Sitting across from me is the amazing, the remarkable, the reprehensible Mike Zapsik. What's up, everybody. Ming? <laughs> what's, go- what's going on? I-, I used two good adjectives and one and one uh, and one derog- derogatory. I don't. Yeah, know. why not? Reprehens- reprehensible, Mike. Repre- how dare you, Mike? Zapsik? How dare I? How dare? I, how dare? With great relish, that's how, how I how, dare. How dare? How dare you take over the podcasting world with this amazing podcast? What's up, Ming? That is, I sell comics. How how are you? Doing well. Doing all right. Got a got a cold. Got a cold. Really? You get wait. So you get you get sick. You're not. I, so, I'm not you're, invulnerable. You're not no. unbreakable. You're not Bruce Willis. I am not. And, uh, <laughs> well, he got colds, didn't he? No, he never got. He never got he never sick. Got cold. He didn't. He never got sick. Almost drowned though. Never got cold. Hey, everyone's got a weakness. Mike's is uh, the common, the common, the cold common fire. cold. Dude, you wore the worlds, dude. I, I'm. You're like, <laughs> you're like those aliens that's, that came that's down. Awful, man. That's... Were they supposed to be Martians? I think or not uh, Martians? Yeah, they're from or... Mars. They're from Mars. Not Russians. They're from right, Mars. They're, it's the right. Always blame the Russians. Always. That's re- reprehensible. Man. Always blame the uh, the Martians. Mike, you know what's not reprehensible? The, what is, is it? Our ham-fisted segue into yeah. our uh, the people who are you know giving us money to this, talk to them. This this episode, everybody of I Sell Comics, is brought brought to you by the the non-reprehensible. Wow, you're Cas- awesome, Ming. Casper mattresses, Mike. Let me tell you a little bit about Casper, Ming, and okay. the people out there. Right. Listen, if you don't know what Casper mattresses are, you're missing out because Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses. And uh, it's actually at a fraction of the, the prices that you'd pay in a department store yeah. or a mattress store. Yeah. You know, go to go to uh, one of the, the name brand people. Yeah, the holidays are coming up. Who doesn't want to save some money? Buy- who doesn't want to save some money? And who doesn't want to have the best night's sleep you've ever had? Because yeah. Casper Mattresses, they've got a... Um, it, it's amazing. Yes. They use two types of foam in their mattresses. Right. It comes shipped to you in a box. Right. And you unfold the box and pa-boom. You have a mattress. You got a mattress. I yeah. mean, it unfolds before you. So easy that even Walt Flanagan could do it. Walt Flanagan loves his cap- Casper mattress. He's sleeping on a Casper mattress right now. It's true. As we podcast. Yep. Casper mattresses provide resilience and long-lasting supportive co- comfort because Casper makes their mattresses out of premium latex foam, memory foam. Yeah. It's, it's Nobody a- else does that, man. No. It's proprietary. No, Mike. Mattresses can often cost well over fifteen hundred dollars. I paid two grand for mine. You paid two grand? Yeah, two, so you uh, actually saved, over two thousand dollars. You could have saved. I think it was closer to three. Three grand? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Three grand? Yeah, two thousand dollars. You could have saved two thousand dollars, well over two thousand dollars by buying I could Casper have. mattress. I because, should have because Mike, a Casper mattress cost between five hundred dollars for a twin size mattress, seven fifty for a full size, eight fifty for a queen size. $9.50 for a king-size mattress. Casper understands that buying a mattress online can have consumers wondering how this is possible. And to our listeners out there, we want to assure you that buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. You get free uh, free delivery, first off. Free delivery. Right. Um, returns within 100 days. Listen to that. 100 days. Because they know that going into a mattress store and even if you lay on the mattress for like 10 minutes, most times they like jab you with, with a mop handle right. like, to get, get out, you out of there. Get, get out. out. You're gonna Don't buy napping. Yeah, yeah. You're going to buy anything? Get out. Yeah. In 100 days. That's like forever. That's, that is enough to figure out whether or not the Casper is the mattress for you. And most likely it will be. That's over three months. You could sleep on this thing for over three months. Like, eh, I don't like it. Yeah, you also, ta- they will come and take it back. That sounds that. like Brian Johnson. You just you just did your perfect Brian Johnson impersonation. Eh, I don't like it. Eh, I don't like it. So and and then get another one. Then Brian would probably call it the next day and get right. another one delivered for another. Is this days. why he keeps moving around so much? I like, think so. He orders a Casper mattress, sleeps on it for three months, then decides he doesn't want it. I think paying rent had something then, to do with it too. And then, and then he moves to another place, and then you know, since it's a different mattress, they'll send him another one. And he just keeps doing know. this over and over. I, I, so you get a freak. Not, maybe not that's it. Like, maybe that's what the, the deal the, is. The scam of the century. <laughs> Brian Johnson is a genius. He is a criminal he's, mastermind, he's a mastermind, people. This is evil. This is way more <laughs> diabolical than Lex Luthor, Dr. Doom, it is pure and the Joker combined. Genius. Yeah. Casper makes an, accept- an, um, 
It's an obsessively Thank engineered you. mattress Thank at a shockingly much. fair price. Just the right sink, just the right balance. Two technologies, a hybrid of latex foam and memory foam. Yep, risk-free trial and return policy. Think about that, folks. You call them up, you say, come on, come get your mattress. And they'll do if it. If you're Brian Johnson. Right. <laughs> and they'll do it. They'll do it like 40, 50 times. It doesn't um, say any, like, what if you pee on it? Uh, I don't I, see a pee. Uh, it does say painless return, so. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say peeless return, right. so. Try not to piss your mattress, folks. Yeah. All you drunks out there, do me a favor. Just put a fitted sheet on there. Just a rubber fitted yeah. sheet. Yeah. That's all. Just like like you were when, uh, you know, your parents had you trying out your, your special bed. Yeah. Your special first bed. That's right. All of Casper's mattresses are made in America. What do they cost again, Mike? It's 500 for a twin-size mattress, all the way up to 950 for a king-size mattress. But for I Sell Comics listeners, yes. you won't even pay that. No, you won't. It's even less. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash I Sell Comics. Use promo code Sell Comics. In the promo code, leave off the last I. Leave off the first I for I am awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, that would be I Sell comics E. Yeah, terms and conditions apply. So All thank right. you, Casper Mattress. Thanks, Casper Mattress. Again, we that's Casper.com slash I sell comics, promo code sell comics. I still have my Casper, and they, they sell pillows. I have my They're, Casper pillow. I still use awesome. that. That's awesome. It's the pillow is awesome. Pillow. It's, it's like sleeping on a cloud. Unfortunately, you won't get any discount on that. But trust us, it, that, that pillow is worth every penny. Trust me. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, uh, we've we've had a death in the uh, the 80s uh, Oh, my God. Family. This, this actually... This kind of crushed me yesterday. Yeah, it You've really been, did. We, we've been crushed what, a lot can, this year, but this it, one, uh, I don't, it. I don't have the song. Oh, you don't have it. <laughs> Show you know me that smile hey. again. For, I hope that this has nothing don't to do with all the, the, uh, the, sh- the shit that I've been throwing Kirk Cameron's way. All right. that shade because he's. We you allow Kirk Cameron to mourn for three days at least. Absolutely. Okay, so you'll lay oh, off yeah, him I'm, for three I'm, days. I've been laying off for a little while. Oh, he did. Okay. He did give a, a heartfelt eulogy. Uh, not eulogy. Um, eulogical. Yeah. Eulogical. tribute. Yeah, he did. What pay did he tribute. say? Did he he g- said that uh, I I worked with this man for five days a week, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. for like ten hours and a I day. And I hated every minute of it. <laughs> now he's like, and he, you know, he was a good guy. Oh, okay. Which is, I mean, it's it's not the best of tributes, I no. guess. The best tribute that I can give him. Okay. Is- this fucking man, Alan Thick. Right. I Alan Thick was. Um, <laughs> I loved him on Growing Pains. Right. Loved him even more on How I Met Your Mother. Okay. He was he was phenomenal yeah. on How I Met Your Mother. Um, but this this guy, this fucking titan, this wow, he really liked this giant guy, huh? of a man was so Canadian. Right. He died playing hockey. He did. He died on the ice. He died on the ice. And and what more of a tribute can he give to a true Canadian? Then he died with his skates I mean, on. I mean, the only thing that would have made it better is he had a timbit in his mouth and um, some maple syrup in the other hand. And, and some poutine on order. Yeah, and a poutine, like, yeah, a poutine on order. Yes. Coming, coming in from smoked poutinery. Yes, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he was with his son, not Robin Thicke. No. And let, let me give you a little rundown. Not only did he do Growing Pains, okay. and not only was he on How I Met Your okay, Mother, uh, and he did uh, a bunch his of resume other for us, Mike. He wrote the music, the theme song to Different Strokes. He did. So music, musical talent runs in his family. Yes. So I'm musical talent, acting talent, great hockey player, and Mike talk show host. And Thick of the Night. Yes. A lot of people don't remember that he had his own talk, short-lived talk show called Thick of the Night. True. And to tie this back into comics, if you go on YouTube right now, back in 1984, he interviewed a little-known comic book publisher and writer <laughs> by the name of Stan Lee. Yes, And he this did. clip is up on YouTube right now. Didn't from, uh, Kevin post this, too? He may have. I think Kevin posted it as he, well. He so. may have. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, at the time, the interview was more of a... I, there, there was an air of... Con, uh, not condensation, but uh, it was... Condensation. Um, you mean con... It, no, uh, condes- condescension. Condescension. Not condensations when stuff gets wet. Yes. <laughs> condescension, <laughs> where Alan Thicke's kind of like, eh, comic books, right? And what's that What's like? up? It's like, hey, we're creating uh, great, entertaining, magical characters. Uh, maybe they'll become big in the movies one day. I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe yeah, maybe there'll be talkies having to do with these guys. I don't know. But, hey. Yeah, I believe at one point Alan Thicke's like, well, what brings you out here to L.A. today, Stan? like, well, I'm trying to sell these characters uh, to... Maybe to some motion picture companies. 
maybe, you know, we'll throw some of these characters at the wall and see if they'll stick. And not only did those characters eventually stick, they broke down the wall, rebuilt it, and made it even better. So I highly encourage you to check that out. But that's, uh, that's if, uh, if you can't pay a great tribute like Mike did, Mike put up a shrine at his house. We did. He, um, there's, a, there's all his growing pains and DVDs are lined up on the wall. Candles burning. Mike's a 24-hour vigil. Yes. If you can't do that, just watch the clip. That's your... Uh, that That's true. Be a- he did a bunch of things, too. He also did the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life, Different Strokes, Hello Larry, which was a What's spinoff. What's a Hello Larry? Hello Larry was a McLean, McLean Stevenson spinoff of... Um, it was Different Strokes. Um, it was... Which character? Larry. 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 Which um, Larry? Larry was McLean Stevenson's. He was. Uh, hold on a second. I'm pulling Who him was up. He on Larry shows? Alder, 44 year old divorcee, Portland, Oregon, <laughs> raising his two teenage daughters okay. and hosting a call in psycho- psychology I do radio not show. Remember this at all? Much like uh, Frazier, only you know, good. Right. Uh, his daughters were played by Kim Richards. Okay. And Krista Erickson. Krista Erickson. Many people may know as as uh, what the hell she is. She was in Little Darlings. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> All right. Never heard of it. Mortal Passions. Never heard of it. Um, yeah. Were you a big fan of, of Hello, Hello Larry? Larry? Yes. No, uh, no, not really. Uh, okay. But I thought she was Krista Erickson. You you know her if you, you've seen her. You're like, wow, I, I watched TV in the 80s and 90s. She okay. was all over the place. All right. But Kim Richards, uh, she was Ruthie, uh, uh, Ruthie Alder. She's now on... Um, the ho- Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, Nanny and the Professor. Uh, and now, and oh God, she was in um, some other really bad movie in the 80s, like a, a Warriors ripoff. If it was bad in the 80s, Mike Zapsik saw it. it yeah, and absolutely. It, and he loves it. Oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was it? Meatballs 2. Um, <laughs> Are you ready for the summer, Mike? Yeah, and she was also in Black Snake Moan. Right. Okay. Well, now you're now you're getting. Me back. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. That's now what it was. She was in Tough Turf. All right. Now you're getting me back. Tough Turf. A new kid in school must battle a gang of street toughs. Yeah. After stealing the gang leader's girl. Sound familiar? Uh, the plot line of like of anything in the 1980s. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, rest in peace, Alan Thicke. Hockey player. Alan Thicke. God father, bless you. Great. But yeah, he Coxman. was um, Coxman. He was a coxman and talk show host, uh, and he also wrote the com- the music for the Joker's Wild Joker, Joker, and a triple. That wasn't the theme song. <laughs> no, no, that was just the, <laughs> the Joker's theme Wild song was in- instrumental. So, recipes. Alan Thick. TV's dead. TV's Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Uh, in movie news, Mike uh, uh, David Ayer. You thought you saw the last of him after Suicide Squad? Well, did I really? You didn't. No. You've not seen the last of him. David Ayer, Margot Robbie will be re-teaming up for a movie version of Gotham City Sirens. Yes, I heard about this. Yes. Uh, starring Harley, Harley Poison Quinn. Ivy, yes. and Catwoman. Three of your favorite female, yes. female DC characters. Um, how do you feel about this, though? Dave, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, David Ayer, I did not though. see the... Uh, uh, I did not see um, Suicide Squad. Okay, you just couldn't stomach it. Uh, you know, I you can't stomach paying money to see it, so I'll wait till it comes on HBO, and then I'll watch it. Okay. Um, it, you're still paying to see it then. Well, I'm <laughs> just not, not as really. much. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. If you weren't paying, you'd be like me and uh, you know Asian bootleg subway. You go to the subway station, mm-hmm. get the get the Asian the the DVD the bootleg DVD for three dollars off the Chinese woman. You know she's got the little blankie spread on the floor with the. You want Suicide Squad? You want Suicide Squad here? Take Suicide three dollar three dollar. Wow, that's horrible. Three dollar Suicide Squad. Oh, that's what okay. that's what it sounds like. <laughs> All right. I, hey, okay. if I said it, it'd be racist. You, all right. it's yeah, all right. It's okay, yeah. It's all right. Hey, hey, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, but I, I got- Because you're part Jewish. I get it. Right. When this was announced a couple of days ago, I got a, I got a couple of texts from friends going, mm-hmm. they're letting the guy make another movie again. So not a lot of- um, Let's put it this way. It's I'll, not I'll be nece- honest. It's not necessarily the director's fault when a movie fails. Sometimes okay. the writing sucks. Right. And you have to work worry about that. You know, you have to, you have to worry about this shit. You know, while you're doing it, All right. and and they don't have a bunch of people who are sitting there, you know, writing, unless yeah. it's the writer director. Okay. So, but the three characters here, you got to be happy about. Can they pull this off? We've we've seen Poison Ivy, and this will be fantastic. We've seen Poison Ivy in the uh-huh. True Barrymore, right? Like, 
No, no, it was um, no, it wasn't. Oh, Drew Alicia Barryman. Silverstone. It was, no, it no, was, was Uma Thurman, them? man. Uma Thurman. All right, I, shame on listen, you. Listen, I I kind of blocked that movie. Off. I, everyone does. Trust me. me. No, not or, at all. George Clooney. The the rise and fall of George Clooney, in right. my opinion. Oh my god. And then rise again. He's kind of hot. He's, he's, he's no right. slouch, right? It oh my god! Well, let's just say it didn't kill his career. It didn't. It should have, yeah. shouldn't it? All right. And, and uh, Catwoman. Do you have any casting? You know, we we've got Margot Robbie, which is pretty good. Um, Harley Quinn, admittedly. Do right? I have any casting? You can go back to the original. I mean, Anne Hathaway did a very good job in uh, you know Dark Knight Rises. Right, she did. So, well, rumors are for Poison Ivy. Mike uh, Megan Fox is is rumored. Uh, I don't think Megan Fox. You don't is think a good she fit. can pull no. it off? No. I think Megan Fox can fit in anything. All right. Well, <laughs> like, no, costume wise, honestly, costume wise, yeah. yes. But I know I I think they should cast someone who's a relatively unknown. Get someone who's you, you know you know they're not good. Well. They might do that. Mar- Margot Robbie good. before this. Uh, I know. You know. She did some stuff, but this launched her into the stratosphere, yeah, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Made her a household name. Yeah, a lot of people know who Harley is now, thanks to her. Yeah. All right. So uh, Mike says unknown. Get an unknown. And uh, I, as far as uh, Poison Ivy goes, yeah. well, why not Anna Kendrick? Oh, I like that. She's not unknown. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm saying an unknown for Catwoman because oh, Catwoman, oh, okay, Catwoman okay. ultimately Catwoman. is the best known of the characters. Right, of the three, yeah. Of the three, everyone knows who Catwoman sure. is. So you can cast somebody who's relatively unknown in that. Right. Poison Ivy, get the Uma taste out of your mouth okay. from yeah, uh, Batman put, and just, Robin. Uh, you know, gargle or whatever gargle, you have to do. So. And, and put Anna Kendrick in there. Okay. I think she would, would be uh, probably oh, like pitch that. perfect. Yeah. And then... Margot Robbie. Bam. Hit hit movie right there. Yeah. And you, put I think and, you should put her into the Harlequin costume, the okay. original uh animated TV show costume. I think that a form fitting bodysuit, red, black, and white. Yeah. Perfect. Darn. With the little jingle bells on the side. Yeah. And she could have Oh, her you want rap. the old school. Old I'm telling you, old let's school. Let's do it. Let's go old school, man. Very old school. Let's go old school. Paul Dini, Batman Adventures. Yeah. Uh, Batman uh animated Harley right. Quinn. Yeah. I like it. You know, we don't need this Daddy Little Monsters crap. No, Daddy's Little Monsters. No, it's done. It's been done already. Because she's not going to be the most psychotic of the three, right? So yeah, you're right. They're all crazy. Yeah, they're all. Is is this too much crazy for one movie, Mike? I think it's just enough crazy. I think you're right. It wasn't too much crazy for the comic books. No, it wasn't. No, all right, man. And I'm sure that they're looking at like Jennifer Lawrence for Catwoman. She's probably like, I don't. Yeah, you don't <laughs> think she can pull it off? Um, I think so. Yeah, but she I think strike me as crazy though. But it's called I, acting, Mike. It's I know. Called acting. I think they should get somebody who's, um, who's like I said, a relatively unknown and, and like it. help launch their career. I like it. I like it. Now, uh, Suicide Squad, notorious for uh, meddled meddled with the suits, Mike. Yes, with possibly why it you know was not as good as it could have been. Right, it was edited, re-edited, then sent to the trailer house, then edited and again, edited again, and maybe didn't turn out. It could. It, it wasn't the movie that everyone wanted. It to no, be. it's not even the the one that they deserved. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm and I'm talking about you know the Bible Belt. Yeah. So, so we're we're talking you know maybe the uh, the integrity wasn't completely a hundred percent there for this movie. You know, they, if. Uh, if people stuck to their guns, like Ryan Re- guys like Ryan Reynolds, or uh, people who stuck to making a, um, a good movie with good story, it would have been a better movie. Correct? Hell yeah, yeah. Damn suits. Yeah. Well, Mike, I I have two I have two examples here, two shining examples. Okay. Two people who are sticking to their guns who do have in- integrity. Uh, up first, number one, Ben Affleck, Mike. Yes. Ben Affleck working on on. A movie uh, you may have heard of called The Batman. The Batman, yes. Yeah, they were they they wanted it out next year, and they were kind of maybe maybe rushing it. And Ben was like, you know what? I'm on my own schedule, man. Uh, it, it, I'm going to start shooting when I'm ready. When mm-hmm. the story is correct, right? When I can make the movie that I want to make. And uh, he says, "Your quote, Mike. I'm a real believer in not doing, not reverse engineering projects to meet a window or a date, but rather." Like when you get the right story, or you get the right idea, or you get the right thing, then you make the movie. Ben Affleck tells the New York Times. Hell yeah. What do you think of this, Mike? This is the Batman everyone's crying about, saying he can't be Batman. I don't want a Batfleck. I saw no Batfleck shirts, Mike. He was, uh, aside from Wonder Woman, the best part of Batman v Superman. Absolutely. His Bruce Wayne was spot on. Yes. And let me tell you something. He's, He's writing this movie, The Batman, 
with Jeff Johns. Yes. I have the utmost of confidence in uh, if, in Jeff. Yeah. Uh, oh, we all do. We love Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, are you listening? We love you. <laughs> he's he's probably like typing the Batman now. And Mike Zapsik said I was the I know best. You, I know you don't think he listens, but I think he listens. Okay. Well, yeah. you know he what? He loves us. Jeff. And we love him. I have the utmost of faith in you. I know that this project is it's going to be a success or failure based on uh, the amount of input you have. Right. So I, you know, if you, you and uh, Mr. Affleck, yes, notice how I, Mr. Affleck, you well, like he's ben? a friend of the family. You can call him Ben. I, I work for the man. I call him Ben. ben. And, yeah. Well, he, he also put his balls in the back of your neck. He so, did yeah. not. That never yeah. happened. That never happened. <laughs> never happened. Yeah, but, sure. oh, speaking of, since the holidays are coming up, did I ever tell you about the year that um, I? Uh, I was his secret Santa, or he was my secret. No, I was a secret Santa. No, what did, what did you get him? I had to get him. And the, I, so here's the thing. They're like, all right, I used to, I used to work for him. So we had a big company holiday party, and uh, you know they, we drilled the names. And they're like, Ming, you got Ben. I'm like, what? Oh, shit. And this is like the height of, this is right after Goodwill Hunting. Right. This is, he had just won an Oscar. Yeah. What so, can you get the man that's got now, an Oscar? The restriction was uh, you can't spend over $20. Oh, that sucks. I'm like, well, what, what the fuck, man? What, the, what did I get an Oscar winner for, for less, less than, than 20 bucks? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I pained over this for weeks. Of course you did. For weeks. Because um, your job's on the line, buddy. Right. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't yeah. worry yeah. about it, man. He, he had hired me. He was, paying my, he was writing my paychecks. This could be a make or break moment. Right. Yeah. What'd you get him? So I, at first I was going to get him like a tin of smokes. Not, not just a carton, but they sold this like tin. Right. It's round tin and like cam. I found out what brandy. I think he smoked like camel lights or something okay. like that. Couldn't find it. So I didn't get him the smokes. Uh. Yeah. So I ended up getting him. Uh, we, were, we were working on a uh, TV show called Project Greenlight. Remember? Yeah. So I got him. Uh, it was a keychain light that flashed green. So I thought that was oh, under twenty nice. bucks. I thought it was clever. He probably threw it in the garbage. I'm Most sure, likely, or regifted. He probably chucked it. But or regifted. Yeah, it went to Matt. Matt, I got you something <laughs> yeah, awesome. Matt. There you go, buddy. Yeah, I was your secret awesome. Santa. <laughs> I liked yeah. it because it's green. He's like, oh Ben, you put so much thought into it. It's like, yeah. now, hey, I, good for you, now, buddy. I, now I adhered to the twenty dollars price, of right? So uh, I found out that I was his secret Santa. Oh wow! So I'm like, okay, great. What, uh, what, you know, what I get. a new car? It wasn't a new car. It was, uh, it was a box of, uh, if you, uh, it was a box of, um, like, um, product, like health and beauty product, uh, you know, uh, lotions and stuff like that. And <laughs> no, but it was from uh, this brand called Kiehl's, which uh, I'm a big fan of now right. because of that. Um, but that box was easily two, three hundred dollars. So okay, so he went. Over oh, or it might have been in his Oscar goodie bag. You don't you know, know. It probably was. Okay, yeah. It probably was some good shit though. All right. So thank you, Jeff. Very write much. that into the movie. Yeah, Jeff. Write that in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Bruce Wayne but gives back, goodie bag gifts. Yeah, yeah. But back to comics. Uh, it was recently revealed that Justice League Two, which was supposed to hit theaters June fourteenth, two thousand nineteen, has been delayed to make way for the solo Batman film. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And to be so honest, we're with not you- adhering. Things always crumble when you adhere to. Oh, you got to have it all by. Yeah, you know, the stupid the, suits, the, the fucking summer. suits. Yeah. Just remember them; they yeah. suck, people. This is uh, this one. We're going to make the most money. Who cares? Right. Let's get a good movie out. So that's one. That's one shining example of protecting the integrity of the characters that we've read, we know, and we love. Yes. So good on you. Points for Ben Affleck. Yes, good boy. Second up is uh, we're going to uh, Hugh Jackman, Mike. Yes, the Logan movie is coming out. It by all we've seen the trailer, we've seen the posters. It looks good, but uh, I, I just recently uh, read uh, they interviewed the director James Mangold, who said that Hugh Jackman took a salary cut because he wanted to do an R-rated movie, which I can only assume will serve this movie. Uh, we know Ryan Reynolds in, and the the Deadpool movie. Yes, that it, had an influence. Gangbusters, but we saw based on the trailer, we look in you know the the plot line is. Uh, a more violent plotline is serving to the storyline. Yes. And they're taking cues from our one of our favorite storylines, Old Man Logan, it looks like. Yeah. Which is a R, you know, <laughs> oh, definitely an R-rated yeah. comic book. Mark Miller did a, you know what, I am, I've gone on record as saying Mark Miller isn't my favorite comic book writer, sure. but he's done some stuff that I love. Right. Uh, Wanted being, you know, one of them from Top Cow. Yeah. Wanted, um, they made a dreadful movie. Um, forgive me. Uh, was that James McAvoy? 
I let's say yes. All right, let's say it's James McAvoy, <laughs> and yes. it was well, whatever um, you were, we ever worried about being correct, right? And uh, Angelina Jolie yeah. and Morgan Freeman. Right. So, and they shredded that movie. It sucked because the suits got involved. They're like, oh, we don't want to have anyone with costumes yeah. and blah blah blah. Right? It's like bullshit. Yeah. You know what? Stay close to the source material, folks. Stay close to the source material, and you can't go it's wrong. Already there. If it's good. Right I mean, if, if the source material sucks, then- Well, then you know, you're probably not going to want to make it. Exactly. Like oh, Kicker's probably. Inc. is not going to be made into a, you know, big screen <laughs> <Kicker's> movie. <Inc. laughs> yeah. Or Super Pro. Right. Uh, in conjunction with the NFL. Right. But stick close. Um, Old Man Logan, Miller, uh, Mark Miller did a, an excellent job. Yes. You know, the this should have been Wolverine the end. They, Marvel, a couple of years ago- wanted to do the very last story of like every superhero like there was a Spider-Man the yeah. end mm-hmm. Daredevil the end right. Punisher the end right. and uh X-Men the end which they gave to Chris Claremont and he made it into like a, a 700 issue series <laughs> and well, he gets dangling paid. plot you know, lines you know he gets paid per issue right exactly so. yeah I know um but uh this is what Wolverine the end should have been right and it was it's post-apocalyptic yeah and they don't have the rights to a bunch of stuff that integral are, to the in, you know uh, old man Logan exactly. plot line. So exactly. they're going to work around it, but they, they've got some workarounds and some clever ones. Yeah. So good on you. Yeah. Good on and good for you, Hugh. Yeah, taking a pay cut. Good I, for like, Hugh. How, how many? How many? How many Ferraris do you need, Hugh? He's like, I don't need that many. No, well, I got a know, couple. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, all the people I know who know him, right. They say he's just a fabulous guy. So good for him. And right. he's he's serving the character well. Yeah. He's played, portrayed him in one, two, three, uh, let's say eight or nine yeah. movies. Yep. He's Wolverine. He's Wolverine. Yeah. He is he is everybody's Wolverine. And you know, this is his swan song for right. the character. Yeah. So good for you. Now, granted, it doesn't say how much of a pay cut he took. You're like, hey man, I you, don't care. Will you uh, will you take 10, 10 bucks less to uh, we'll make it all I like, don't care. Done. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, even if know, it's even if it was ten bucks, I'd be like, you know what? He's he's sticking by his um, sticking by his guns. Yeah. Good for him, man. Yeah. So, um, real quick, uh, one bit of comic book news here: uh, Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Mike. Yes. This is something you're excited about? They just yes, uh, and it's going to yeah. springboard into a new Justice League of America comic book too. So all right, yeah. So we've got stuff to look forward to. Very, very cool. Yeah, basic plotline: uh, Justice League, Batman discovers the existence of Task Force Task Force X. Yes, and decides they want to take him down. Batman is taking it up uh, by yes. himself uh, in particular. And it's very odd because I'm uh, reading Rebirth, and there's stuff that goes on in the past and the present and yeah, twisted plots. but you're you're supposed to know stuff about the character originally right. but this makes no sense because <laughs> he was never introduced in the rebirth universe right. or even the new 52 yeah. so it's like okay so they're, they're starting to get a little jumbled up now right and that's why you're, i think you're getting that, confused no not oh, me you're not I, i'm not but okay. i can see how the the casual comic book fan would be right so i'm you're just a genius like, mike and that, and not everyone yeah. is a genius like you, you have i'm to, not saying you have to I'm remember a mike i'm not, not saying i'm a genius i'm just saying i that am i'm saying you're a genius. i i read this stuff back when i was like four or five years old sure. and you know taking it into trying to figure out how an earth uh earth one and earth two Earth three you know you've got the multiverse right do we still have that is there not one yeah. Uh, can and yeah, I, help us I out realize here. it can't, you know, in in the flat. Um, no, no, I'll do it for all of our stuff going on. Okay, but this is where Batman first finds out about Task Force X. Yes, he's like, whoa, what's this? Yes, hello, this? what's this? I know, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, now you've got to you've got to think. Back in the day, ta- you know, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. Yeah. Back when it was Justice League International, right. they had that crossover. So now we're we're treading on fresh ground, but not so not fresh. That, you know okay. what I mean? It's like, so. uh, you know, uh, there was manure on there, but someone cleaned it up. Okay. Somebody cleaned up so that. it's not that fresh. There was no. manure on there. Well, we there's there's it up. still crustiness. Yeah, there's bits. All right, there's so, fecal matter. But right. we're going to find out, uh, you know, why Batman and Amanda Waller are, are at odds. Yeah. And you, you've also, don't forget, there are a lot of people whose first foray into the, the Suicide Squad was Arrow. Right. And oh, yeah. they did a great job on Arrow. They did. 
And so people are going to be like, why is Amanda Waller like that? Why is she a, a, a large woman rather than the beautiful skinny woman? <laughs> what we saw in the movies? Yeah. Like, or the comic. And I'm like, well, comic, book, comic books let you do things that you normally couldn't do. And I think it's, it's like a callback to um, the 80s when Amanda Waller was a stout woman right. who, you know, she was tough as nails. And she, she actually kicked everyone's asses yes. in Task Force X. She could literally beat the living shit out of anyone on that squad. Right. Which makes me smile. When you do that, you get to lead. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, All right, so let's, that's, that's, I'm, I'm very excited about Justice yeah. League versus Suicide Squad. Plus, you'll see uh, more characters coming into the DC universe. Oh yeah, like little Justice little League. known characters. Uh, maybe the, not as not as how not your household name. Vixen. Yeah. Who else do you uh, do you remember the? Yes, I didn't, Vixen, I didn't, I didn't, Lobo, Adam. Uh, I believe Firestorm's in there. Yeah. And um, Killer Frost. If yeah, I'm not yeah, mistaken. Killer Frost for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Lo- uh, Lobo. 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 All right. Yes. All right. So, uh, so that that's something to look forward to. You know, if you have the uh, the post Christmas blues as uh, one of the f- first big rebirth events. Yes. So I'm coming excited up about that on your comic book show. All right. New books, Mike. Yes. What are you, what are you reading? What's good? What's great out uh, there? We both should, have this one on our list. Be? Yeah, that's right up top. Hawkeye number now, one. I, I've made it no secret. I'm a big Hawkeye fan. You are. And You're everybody huge. always asks me, well, "What do you What are you reading right now?" Big fan of the uh, the. The uh, the Matt Fraction and the Jeff Lemire uh, right and this... runs and um I you know I love Clint Barton Mike I really do but you know who I love even more is Kate Bishop you do and I've I'm a huge Kate Bishop fan yeah. I've been following her I I read her in Young Avengers yeah back when um, oh my God uh, I'm blanking uh, Alan Heinberg okay yeah uh, and Jim Cheung was was doing the the artwork yeah. but Alan Heinberg was doing the um, the writing on that. And he made her this. She was this rich debutante, right? You know, when we first meet her, she's she's at her sister's wedding, and she helps the young Avengers because they're they're in a hostage situation, right? And she uh, she basically kicks the crap out of one of the uh, the terrorists, yeah, one of the the robbers. So it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, and she continues to do the, she continues to do so, right? And earned the they they used to call her um, Hawkingbird. Because she was like a cross between <laughs> Mockingbird and Hawkeye, and yeah. her her uniform uh, showed that. Yeah, and uh, she's like, and Captain America gave her um, Clint Barton's bow and quiver. Yeah, it's like here you go, go yep. uh, go save the world. When when Clint was presumed dead, right uh, after Avengers disassembled. Yeah, spoiler, he came, he comes back. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Leonardo Romero. It's a very, very, very bracing. It's it's new. It's fresh. Yeah. But it's got the David Aha feel. It does. Yes. But it's also got um. It's 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 a really cool dynamic that they set up. Yeah. So, so basically, I love it. Anytime Kate Bishop goes west, yes, uh, and to L.A. especially, she already has I'm an arch nemesis. Yeah, and she. If you read, uh, there was an art called L.A. Woman. Uh, she uh-huh. she has been to L.A., but uh, I love so I love it anytime she. Goes. She has an arch nemesis in the the form of Madame Mask. Yes. We'll see if she uh, Madame Mask makes an appearance. Uh, However, no, no spoilers, uh, but um, she's probably coming back. There's I actually have no you, doubt. you see, but they were also <laughs> using her in uh, Iron Man in the Invincible Iron Man with Tony Stark. Yeah. Now I came in. You were reading. You were reading this, and you looked up at me, and you're like, "Dude, this this has got you written all over it." This yeah. Book. Oh my god. So but, you know, it's like you, you sent them notes. Yeah, it really is. Like they're like, we took everything that Ming loves, and we wrote into a comic <laughs> book. So I it literally yeah, it starts pretty out, much. It literally starts out. Uh, she lives in Venice Beach, which is uh, a place. If I won the lottery, I would buy a right. place there. I love the movie Point Break. There are multiple Point Break references, oh my including God, are there? the uh, uh, the ex presidents. Uh, she foils a bank robbery, and uh, Kate's just out west trying to make her on her on her own uh, as, as a, a PI, as a PI, and yeah. a superhero with no license. Yeah, she's got to get a license. Yeah, it costs two hundred fifty dollars, Mike. Screw that. Oh yeah, I ain't pay, to I ain't hell with that. that. I ain't got that kind of cash. Yeah. Now what I love is, uh, you know, she's getting people through the door, but they want. The quote unquote real Hawkeye. Yeah, they're looking for Hawkeye. And didn't she say like seven of them wanted to punch him in the face? Yeah, yeah, most okay. of them. Mo- yeah, more than half of them. Yes, he's uh, kind of a womanizer, number one. And yeah. number two, he killed uh, Bruce Banner. So a lot yeah. of people are still pissed off about yeah, that. They're pissed about, yeah, that, that plays into the storyline yeah. as well. And uh, there are a couple of people who are like, well, well you're, but you're a girl. You can't help me. So 
Oh my God. <laughs> did did no one see Veronica Mars? Has no, no one read Jessica Jones? No. Or seen Jessica Jones? You're idiots. Yeah. PIs actually PIs who are women are probably much more capable than their male counterparts. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because because men are lazy sacks of shit. We yeah. do we do the bare minimum. Right. We like to uh we like to show our cards right away, whereas I believe in general, not stereotyping, but women will keep their cards hidden. <laughs> Uh, until it's time to put them put them down and win the hand. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, rest of plowing concerns uh, Kate taking down an online harasser and um, helping out a woman a, a woman who's being harassed online and possibly in real life. Uh, and then we see who uh, who are who are antagonists may be in upcoming issues. Okay. Excellent, excellent debut issue. Yep. Highly recommend you pick it up. That's one of our picks of the week. What else do you have there? Mark? I have Flash number twelve right here. Uh, Flash and Wally West are, um, they're confronted by someone, uh, very familiar to you, Ming, especially yes, because yes. you're a if, huge fan of the old Starman, yeah, the Jack for, Knight Starman. Anybody who read the Jack Knight Starman, the James Robinson, uh, Starman, you see one of their arch nemesis, uh, the shade, the shade or, or not arch nemesis, but, um, friends. For, um, so. Yeah, he's uh, not an anti-hero, but he's new, not even neutral. He just kind of pops No, he does what he wants to do. He does what he wants to do because he knows he can do it. And, Doesn't um, take sides and not entirely evil character. He does but. take sides, but he claims not to be <laughs> heroic at all. Yeah, but he's but, not as bad as the Mist and he's not as heroic as Starman. Or, right. He's not a hero either, but yes. But in this one, you are to assume that um, the Shade was not influenced in any way right. by the events of rebirth yeah because and, and you have to know a little bit about the backstory of the shade so anybody who's curious you know hey i want to more know more right. about this guy the shade yeah. go to um dc comics did an excellent uh job of putting all the star mans in an omnibus yes uh, actually in six separate omnibus yeah so uh well the hardcover, worth well yeah, worth it well worth it um that was one of the first Things that I got back in my collection after oh, nice. Superstorm, Superstorm Sandy yeah. in hardcover. After yeah. you lost your collection. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, and I happen to love James Robinson's writing on Starman. Yeah. yeah Some of his other stuff. Great. Uh, yeah. well, All right. Starman is. We nice. hits, we miss. We, we hits and we misses. This sometimes. one's definitely, that one's definitely. But a hit. this one, uh, actually, and I'm going to spoil this one for you. All right. Basically, they're trapped in the Shadowlands. They're trapped in the Shadowlands, and he and uh, Wally West. Uh, Iris's nephew uh, f- trust each other enough, gain enough trust in each other to uh, escape from the Shadowlands, right. um, rescue Iris, rescue Iris, rescue, rescue, rescue the- Hope Adair. Odair, yes, of the Odair, the famous Odair. Fa- well, you family. will if you read the Starman. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but um, the shade says something to Barry. Yes. That. Um, makes Barry reconsider a lot of his choices in the past, right. especially from, you know, New 52 on upwards. And he asks Iris out on a date. Yes, finally. So, like, dude, yeah. like, what the hell? Man? Now, this is, Iris and Barry were one of the most storied couples in Silver Age history. Right. The Flash and uh, his his wife. And when she died, and this is, it's not the turning point, but it was one of the turning points back in the, the late 70s, early 80s. Yes of you know turning heroes darker right his wife was killed by zoom and barry actually barry went insane yeah so um, you lose the love of your life especially in a violent matter like that right and uh he actually he made peace with it and he found um some closure right and he was about to um remarry and he found out that uh, Zoom was Zoom murdered his first wife yeah. and was planning on killing his second one. So, you want to go through that again? No, no, no. Don't, don't. want to go through that again. So he ended up killing Zoom I don't. and uh, made the the uh, DCU a lot darker. Ultimately, Barry gave up his life in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and now he's back. Yeah, uh, due to the events of Final Crisis. So. Yeah. Now there's but another there's another great plot line in this book. Uh, Concerning trust, trust yes. between Kid Flash and Barry Allen, and the Kid Flash uh, uh, basically asking why why don't why 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 don't you trust me fully? Uh, I basically like, I want well, who are you? I, he's trying to guess his real name, right? Yeah, trying to guess pretty, his real identity. Funny. 
And Barry is basically like, like, listen, I don't want to burden you with this. This is, if I tell you, if you find out who I am, it's, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a bur, it's gonna be a burden. Yeah, you're, it's gonna, you're, it's gonna end your childhood. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what? You, you know, I don't want you, I don't want your innocence taken away like mine was when my, when my mother got killed. Right. And uh, you, you should enjoy just, just being a kid, going to school, and not worrying about. Uh, worrying about don't don't grow yeah, up. Yeah, worry fast. about going out on dates and zits and stuff. Don't worry about you know who I am. Yeah, because I went through this and it wasn't fun. Uh-huh. And he also went through it with Wally, Wally West, the other Wally yep. West, yeah, who was erased from time by persons unknown. Yeah, we know who they are. Yeah. So, but listen, I trust you enough to come out on adventures with me. Although you, this was kind of of your doing. But. Yeah, this is your your. <laughs> you kind of got yourself into this, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, Old Man Logan, number 15. Yes, I have not been reading Old Man Logan. I think I, think, I should start. I think you like, if you want to wait for okay. the trades, go for the trades. I uh, do have the trades. This is uh, part two, and uh, the uh, it's only a two-part story arc called uh, uh, The Monster War, um, which concerns uh, Dracula luring all the vampires to him. And there are a lot in the in the Marvel universe. There are a lot of vampires. Yeah. Now, as we know, the Inhumans and the X Men are at war here, and mm-hmm. uh, Dracula's taking advantage of this, uh, waiting for them to beat up on each other until they thin their ranks, right. so he can go in and take over the whole world, okay. bent on world domination. And uh, so he's kind of lurking in the shadows until until he emerge. Uh, quote unquote, he wants to suck all the light out of this wretched world. Mike, oh, what a guy! I know what a great guy. A great guy. And so uh, we have the uh, the monsters from uh, the uh, Howling Commandos. Okay. Um, I don't have the list here. I listed them last week. Uh, there yeah, it was Dum Dum Dugan was the zombie, right? Yeah, yeah. The okay. uh, stake, I believe, is uh, the uh, the paranormal branch okay. of the Howling Commandos. And, well, they have um, sword, stake. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, we have Lu- Logan basically just trying to get Jubilee back okay. to her kid in, in yeah. Brooklyn. And uh, she... She is. This is the uh, the vampire jubilee we're talking about. So, right. which is why she's been lured to. They don't say it, but I guess they're in Transylvania or wherever. Yeah. yeah. So he's just trying to get her out. Uh, the Howling Commandos are are trying to rescue one of their ranks, and uh, they battle Dracula. Uh, Logan gets bit, and he's able to. He's weakened, but he's able to resist the. Uh, yeah, that's uh, his healing factor. Would probably if there's a vampire virus. Yes. I so, think that that's what would happen. So we see the results of this battle. Uh, some some big some big backup may arrive when uh, all, all hope is lost. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you. Please don't. And the the Dracula grip on grip on Jubilee is very strong. Ah. This issue. So we find out whether or not she gets rescued or okay. not. But uh, in the meantime, uh, old man Logan, a uh, lot of uh, they rip on his age a lot. Yeah, yeah. Rip on his age. What's up, old man? He's not happy about Logan. it. Logan. You don't want to make him not happy, but. No, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. But not we're, even we're, a little we're bit. We're starting to get into that, though, yeah. where people are calling us old men now. That's and, true. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not true. Creepy old men. But we don't. <laughs> Thanks for not being creepy. Yeah, can I mention this? Uh, yes, we got absolutely. A, we got a, our, our friend Lainey, Lainey Labins, who runs a company called I Don't Do Subtle Management, uh, who we met through cons uh, about three, three and a half years ago. Wonderful, wonderful. Lady's woman. awesome. Wonderful woman. Um, also young, so very young. So oh my God. she was uh, just in Paris recently. Saw some French versions of uh, some comic books and had to pick them up for us. She sent them to us. How yeah, she sent them to us with awesome. a note going. So sweet. Send them with a note going. Hey, uh, I saw these. Had to buy these for you guys. Um, I don't know if you're interested, but I had to pick these up. Thank you. I value our friendship. Love you guys. Thank you for not being creepy like you could be. Yeah. yeah. How weird is that, right? No, it's not weird. No. It's not but weird. But it's I, I think all it was for you, me, and Brian, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, she that was addressed to us as a group for and it was a general thank you for not being as creepy as we could be. <laughs> well, I, in her line in her line of work where she goes to Oh my god, does she get and, hit and hit on and gets, hit up. She gets hit on relentlessly. She's a very attractive woman. Yes, very, but and as such, the convention environment where you're stuck in one building, you know, one hotel, one hotel bars, after parties, whatever, for three, four days, things like this tend to happen. It's not, it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream. Right. There, there are a lot of snakes out there, Mike. Oh my there god. Lot, there are a lot of Draculas out there trying to lure people. It is to so them, horrible to their, to their hotel rooms, Mike. And uh, she just wanted to let us know that. She wanted to thank us for 
not being creeps. So. We're not creeps. So. <laughs> not very creepy old men. How's that for a thumbs yeah. up, Laney? From, uh, Laney, boy, do we have you fooled, Laney? Yeah, boy, do we have love you, fooled. you, girl. You're, we lo- you're yes, awesome. we love you very much. So thank you for those <laughs> those comic books. What else do you have on your list? I mind? have Wonder Woman number twelve. All right, this is um, part twelve, obviously. Yes. Of uh, there's uh, concurrent storylines going on. Year one and uh, the truth. So Wonder Woman, uh, Diana, is trying to find out the truth about her origins because they're all conflicted in her mind. Yeah. There's parts where she's Greek, part where she's Roman. You know, she does this, she does that. Yeah. And now she's going back and trying to retrace that and find out what's going on. You know, it has to do with her origins from uh, the ni- from 1940 yeah. to, or 1941 to now. Right. So she's um, she's coming to terms with a bunch of stuff, and she's being put through her paces by uh, the U.S. government. Right. They want to find out who is this woman, and what is she? Is she on our side? She can lift a tank. Can she fly? There's no uh, mention of Amazons being able to fly. Yeah. What and is so this? They're, they're trying to figure this stuff out, and uh, she's got some old friends, Barbara Minerva, who would will go on to become the cheetah. Yeah. Uh, and now she's just trying to find out her origins. So she's she's thinking one way, right? But she's, you know, everything. All of her senses are telling her that some of these are lies, right? So she has to find out wow. the truth. So this is her on her quest, and this is her with Steve Trevor, yeah. Her with uh, Barbara Minerva, and they're they're trying to find out which what is her role, right? And what's the truth? What's the truth, and what is her role right. in man's world? Yeah. So pretty cool. Classic Wonder Woman. Pretty man. badass. Classic yes. Wonder Woman. Um, this one's pretty big this week. Uh, this would probably be our second pick yes. of the week if there was one. Uh, Inhumans versus X Men. This is amazing. We it was yeah great amazing issue. I think we touched a little bit last week on what the difference between a mutant and an Inhuman is. Yes. Just real quick. Uh, real quick recap. Uh, Inhumans. Um, the Cree. Um, the Cree. Yes. The outer space uh, jerk-offs right. Many came years to ago. thousands upon thousands of years ago, yes. like tens of thousands of years yeah. ago, came to Earth and meddled with um, the Homo sapiens, Homo erectus, whatever was okay. the- um, I thought you were saying the homosexuals. Like, what? No, no. no the homo- homo- The men, man, no. mankind. Mankind. Okay. <laughs> fiddled with uh, the dominant species at the time and um, messed with their genes right. so they they could grow into a race of superhumans. Right. Now, um, just nature um, planted an X factor in some people's genes yes. that will allow them upon puberty to become superhumans as well. Right. So they're two distinct branches of mankind. Yeah. One's Inhumans a- have to go through what's called uh, the terigen genesis. Terigenesis. Terigenesis. Yeah. Um, and it, it allows them, they're exposed to this gas. It's crystallized gas. Right. The mist. The mist, terigen mist. And they become either what they most fear or what they most desire to be, yes. or it depends upon the spirituality of the, it's a very spiritual thing. Yeah, it is. But they're, they're reborn. They're reborn. In they're reborn way. as, um, you know, there, there are various things. There's Medusa who has living hair. Yeah. There's crystal, her sister who can, um, affect elements. Right. There's, um, there's Karnak who can perceive the weakness in anything. He's very, um, martial arts oriented. Yes. There's uh, Gorgon who has these huge hooves instead of legs. Right. And uh, better he, to kick you with. Yeah, exactly. And he's got super strength <laughs> in those legs. He can create, you know, mini earthquakes. Yeah. And then there's Black Bolt, their leader, who can, his voice, if he utters even like a single syllable, yeah, bam, could destroy done. a mountain. Yeah. So, uh, and mutants are like Professor Xavier. Right, who, you, you know the mutants. You've, you've, you've seen, and you've seen the movies. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> like you, you know what a mutant is. Like, yeah. You're exposed yeah. to radiation. Something triggers in your, your parents' genes right. and they pass it on to you. So, boom, you can, you know, like Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, Jean Grey, the Beast. Yeah. So, those are just some of the Magneto. Yeah. Now, the Inhumans need the mist to become Inhumans. It's, and again, I said it's it's a very spiritual thing for them. Very, yeah. uh, very sanct... Um, not sanctified, but very, very spiritual. Oh, yeah. very, it's very uh, precious to their culture. Yeah, it's a, almost 
almost religious like right not quite, it is just about religion it is very spiritual now the problem with these myths are they're they're bad for mutants they'll they kill, the kill mutants. mutants they they uh if a mutant is exposed to the pterogen mist he will um most likely develop um uh, is is what they call right. it and it it eventually kills the mutant yeah so and that's the heart of this war yeah, that's the crux right there, there there were two terrigen mist clouds floating above earth after the events of secret war after the events of uh, secret war black black bolt uh released the mists so uh couldn't fall into the hands of i think it was doom or yeah. somebody yeah or the beyonder i'm not really sure yeah no uh, there's a battle uh, one of them one of the cloud mist uh, mist clouds were destroyed was destroyed right uh, by Cyclops, but he had to sacrifice his own life, right, in order to do this, and this set off uh, a war, but uh, also set off a truce between yes, the two an groups. Yes, there's an uneasy truce right now while uh, the Beast tries to reconcile, trying to find a cure for the Empox, right, while leaving the Terrigen um, cloud intact, right. So, so and both sides can coexist. The, here, uh, issue one is the kickoff, right. And it is, it's been eight months. Yeah. His time is coming to an end where yeah, the, truce, the truce is just about ready to lapse. Right. And, and, and like, Beast, what do, you, what do you got, Beast? And uh, he's got nothing. I got nothing. He's like, I, I, I swear to God, we can, we can leave. We can leave Earth. Yeah. Basically, leave. his, his uh, solution is, uh, yeah, we can, we can leave. Well, let, let's leave. We got to leave. I got, I got nothing. Yeah. And you know, that ain't going to sit well with Magneto. No, and, this and, is <laughs> and Frost. And it Magneto even uses this line. He's like, I will not stand by while my people are gassed. Yeah, I'm not leaving and laying down. Here's a gentleman who was um, you know, exposed to the Holocaust back right. in uh, World War Two. Yeah, I'm not so, running and hiding. No. I'm gonna stay and fight this. Yeah. And they came um and they, they put it to a vote. It's really funny because <laughs> Beast is like, "What do you think these people have been doing? The Inhumans? You think they've been sitting around for the past eight months? Yeah, they know we're we're yeah. We're they know we're right at the edge of you know of going to war with them. Yeah, and they're like, "Dude, you have no idea. What do you think we've been doing for right. the past eight months? Right. So and uh, you know, I've the Beast. I, I've I've always liked the Beast. Sure. I, Hank McCoy is you're, a you're pretty cool Hank character. McCoy, yes. Um, but. Over the past couple of years, and I'm not a big fan of what they did to the character of Cyclops. Right. I think they've made him like militant and just so out of character. Right. Well, if you want to see him now, you gotta you need a shovel. Uh, or or <laughs> shovel or uh, or a shovel. Ouija board. Yeah. But uh he and, and Hank they've been friends forever. Right. Since they were like fifteen. Yeah. And Hank's like, you're a dick, Summers. And he starts calling him Summers, and it pisses me off. It's like, fucking <laughs> asshole. Why are you doing this yeah. to the poor guy? Yeah, yeah, then yeah, here's yeah. a guy who's, who's on the front lines right. trying to fight for um, you. You know, mutant kind. Yeah. Fighting for you. He's like, well, we're, we're supposed to, you know, you're, you're cleaving closer to Magneto's dream than you are to Charles's right. dream. Cause, um, but people forget that uh, Xavier screwed over his original students so many times i mean i can it, next week i'll I'll bring a list okay, okay. of the way okay that, uh, every time that fresh screwed his yes. students over okay um, you make that list Mike. oh my god you have to you don't have to make it you it's an ongoing list it's i right know by, and, i mean he's dead and he's still fucking right, them over right. so like, um, oh wait 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 437 yeah exactly check so I'm I'm just uh, I'm appalled that the beast is like you're Charles is you're he's supposed to be your god and it's like no he's right. got feet of clay yeah listen here's what we have to do and you know Scott kept mutants from the brink of extinction right he did and you know he ended up killing Xavier while he was not in his right mind right so I mean he should get a couple of you know points for the whole mind bending thing but yeah. no yeah. <laughs> beast doesn't feel like doing it no. so i think the beast is um in this this issue he's a weak sister all right you think he's being a wuss oh, he is such a puss all right so this issue uh you see the x-men preemptive strike right as you would think and uh we'll we'll be seeing what the how the inhumans yeah. counterattack. but uh this is yeah this it's is, a pretty powerful first strike yeah this is yeah. this is pretty great though i highly recommend you guys, all of you listening right now, pick up your, Inhumans versus X Men number one. On your store, pick this up. Yep. Uh, what else you got there? I got uh, Jessica Jones number three. Okay. And uh, this circles around to uh, Civil War two. 
um, there was something that Cap did, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but we find that there's a woman who needs Jessica Jones's help yep. to infiltrate the superhero community. Right. And we're going to find out whether or not Jessica's going to do it. That's right. a lot of exposition okay. um, for a pretty big payoff. Okay. So mostly the spot, uh, an old Spider-Man villain, a guy who can like uh, teleport through these holes. Yeah. And um, he's just beating the crap out of Jess. And it's like, wow, you're a dick. And that, she even says, you're, you're a dick. Yeah. I'm going to pull your junk off. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> Ouch. So, yeah, right? <laughs> and she could do it. And she, if there's one woman on the face of the planet yeah. who could do and there are many, Oof. I'm sure. But <laughs> like that, that, this is, she ow. can literally pull oh, your shit. junk off. Yeah. So, um, so not cool. Just for that, just for her saying that she'll pull the spots junk off. Right. You should pick this okay. issue up. All right. That's well worth the uh, $3.99. And the last issue on my list, uh, on my pile here. Right. Is uh, Green Lord uh, Green Green Lorne uh, Green uh, Lorne Green Mike. Lorne Green that's him <laughs> Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps number ten. Um, turns out that Hal Jordan uh, didn't quite sacrifice his life a couple of issues back when he took on Sinestro. Okay, he created this ring that went out and found uh, Ganthet and Sade the um, or Charday I forget what her name is. Let's say Charday is way cooler. Yeah, although uh, copyrighted. But. Yeah, Ganthet and Charday. <laughs> so the, the sweetest the last, taboo. Okay, <laughs> the, the last two surviving guardians of the galaxy, yeah. guardians of uh, the universe. Yeah, not to be confused with, with the guardians Gar- of yeah. the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and they call up um, the White Lantern, uh, Kyle Rayner, to come and give him a hand. All right, because he is um, the White Lantern. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. has mastered all of the rings. So all of them, all of them. Okay. Good for him, man. Yeah. So he helps bring Hal Jordan back to this side. We find out that there's a uh, a heaven for Green Lantern Corps members who died in the the line of duty. Oh, shit. All right. Like Abin Sur. Right. But not the the people who, you know, suck. No, you have to be worthy enough to get into this Green Lantern heaven. But you have to be pretty worthy to to be a Green Lantern in the first place. So so. that's like super worthiness. Yeah. All right, I love it, and uh, I, I finished this out. Uh, I read uh, um, Batman: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, very number, cool, number right? Two. Number two. Yeah, this is the uh, the Nickelodeon versions of the uh, the, the Turtles writer came and, in the store. What uh, about a week ago? Yeah, Why or two do weeks ago. People keep coming to the store. You don't tell me because you're never you you I'm pop never, in and yeah, out. I, I do pop in. You and pop out. in and out. And you're always at a yeah. Con. How uh, explain? So he came in and he just asked, "How's it selling?" I'm like, "Oh, it's amazing!" Blah. blah you know. Yeah. Who the hell are you? Like, who the hell oh, are you? See yeah. that I wrote this. Yeah, and he said I wrote this. Oh. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" We just saw Kevin Eastman, and I was telling right. you about Kevin Eastman and uh, Ian Nichols, yeah. who we have to have on the podcast yeah, as for well. Sure, yeah. Ian Nichols, who also did one of the, um, uh, he he did one of the variant covers. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Why was he in town? I have no idea. Oh, okay, cool. Didn't didn't stick around for, and I you know. You know how Walt is about making small talk. Yeah, but to he a doesn't. creator, come on, man. Nah, These are the guys right. who put the issues on our on our stands. Yeah, true. show them a little more respect All than right. that. I you get. I, I wasn't rude or anything. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, there are portals opening up between the Turtles world. There and, are and Gotham City, and uh, you have uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn escaping out of Arkham. Portals have opened up there, and then. Uh, you have uh, Batman being drawn into the Turtles world, and uh, you know you may see little battles here and there, a little misunderstanding until they find out they're on the same side. So it's a pretty cool crossover of the two worlds. Right. I mean, who who listening to this are, are not fans of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman? And Batman. Like, right. come on, so and Batman the Animated Adventures. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Yep. Yeah, and the, this is uh, this is the uh, the renditions that you see here. Mm-hmm. So so great issue. Pick it up. Number two, out on stands right now. Uh, before we go, Mike, uh, I thought uh, it's a little Star Trek news here. Uh, the new series of Star Trek Discovery uh, has found its lead in Sonequa Martin-Green. Yes. A friend of ours, a friend of the family. She is amazing. Well, if you watch Walking Dead, she plays Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. And this is notable <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Uh, Star Trek is back, Mike. Yes, number one. Yeah, number one. And number two, uh, she's the first African-American female lead of any Star Trek series. Fem- female lead, yes. We... Um, Star Trek was groundbreaking on a bunch of levels, and they had, um, especially uh, Nichelle Nichols right. was uh, in the line of succession. I think she was number four. Right. This is she. Yeah, Sonequa Martin Green, number one. Yes. Now she is number one. Yeah, number one. So 
very exciting. People are worried, though. Anytime you see an announcement like this, like, she's going to get killed? Yeah, she's going to die. And right now, the news reports say she's able to work on both concurrently. That's fantastic. I don't know if I believe that 100%. I do. <laughs> I know their shooting schedules are different. But the Walking Dead shooting schedule is rather long, Mike. And um, it's also rather arduous. Right. It's, uh, it's very, from what I understand, very uh, physically demanding. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where were we? Where were we last? Where we, Where did we just fly back from? I'm trying to remember now. Um, where the hell were we? What? Just now. We uh, were in Jekyll Island. We're in Jekyll Island. Um, and then before that, I think we were somewhere. But I, I would just it was Rhode Island. I think when we were Rhode Island or somewhere between there, uh, that that is when season six, season seven of The Walking Dead wrapped. Right. And they started a while ago. Like Their March? Their schedule is like six months. Yeah. Maybe more. So This that, might be a little bit easier. They could probably do it in two or three sets, months. Yeah, you think, yeah, sets. You know, they're not like laying in the hot sun. Okay. In makeup and mud and stuff like that. So... So uh, I don't know. I'm going to take that the grain of salt, though. Gotcha. So, I, I don't want her to die. No, I hope dead, she's. But, are you kidding? I think if you, she, if you go from the zombie apocalypse to the the uh, to Starfleet, hell yeah, it's not a bad transition. No, no it's pretty pretty awesome. I'm going to say uh, for any Agents of Shield fans out there, uh, there's a a six part online spinoff called Slingshot. Cool. Which is uh, on YouTube right now. You can watch all six episodes. They're about five minutes each. Okay. And uh, full production. Just like you see on on Shield, right. uh, all the all the all the stars of the the Agents of Shield really all are on there, and uh, uh, focuses on a uh, a human named Yo Yo who okay. can run super fast, but has to return to her point of origin. Yes, that's a pretty cool Hence badass the power. name Yo Yo. So yep. the first episode is Clark Gregg, and um, we love him. We do, yeah. Another um, not quite friend of the family. Well, we've met him. Yeah, <laughs> like, that that counts, right? That counts. And uh, yeah, also I'm just uh, we we keep mentioning Young Young Justice uh, season three came back because of fan reaction. Previously canceled because the toys weren't selling well. Yeah, that's a stupid the, reason uh, to cancel a series. Yeah, but back now, uh, Greg Weissman, the co-creator, is fighting for comic books. Mike, okay, urge fans of the show to contact DC and demand a new volume of the Young Justice. Well, you heard the man. Book. Get out there and twit, 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 tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah, tweet. I believe the term is tweet. All I right. believe or twit. The, that's the adjud- uh, the verb that you should be using. You should be tweeting. You should be tweeting DC Not comics. twitting. And uh, right. ask for Italian comic book. You learn something so, new every day. Yeah. So go out there and tweet. DC Comics and tell them how much you want a, a Young Justice tie-in. Yeah. I just like how one of the creators isn't sitting back. He's like, ah, I got another season. Eh, watch it maybe if you want to. I'm like, no, fight. <laughs> I'll catch that check. Fight for this. Yes. Fight for it, everybody. And I loved Young Justice. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. you. So. I, I, I I credit you for helping bring it back, Mike. All right. Mike Zapt, TV's Mike Zapt, AMC Comic Minds, Mike Zapstick wants it back. I wanted it back. It came back. We'll bring it back. Beautiful. So for anyone near the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come to Walker Stalker Charlotte this See weekend. See Ming Chen. Come meet Ming Chen in the flesh. I will And maybe, maybe just maybe. Maybe Brian Johnson. He's maybe. A, he is billed to be there. I believe he has his plane ticket and uh they have a car taken him from the airport to the venue. They should it's all actually, set up. I think he has his own hotel if, room. I swear to God, if you want to do something like that, if you yeah. want to get Brian to a con mm-hmm. They should do what they did with Hannibal Lecter. They and put him on him one in. of those dollies. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. And one of those masks on him so he can't <laughs> spit at you. Yeah, you don't want him to spit at you. It's not. How awesome would that be? You don't want him spitting at you. You untie him as soon as he gets to the table, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Now, he doesn't have to worry about rent right now, but still, you need to. I am. And as such, I don't think he needs to pay bills. So He will. Yeah. Trust me. But he does. still needs money for. Goods and services. He does. So as such, I think that's his encouragement to come to this convention. I'm hoping he. You know what? I'm. I'm sure he might show. Yeah. So we got we got uh, two to one odds that he'll be there. So I'll be there. There's no. Ming Chen will be there. It's a 100. percent It's a slam dunk. I don't want to. I don't want to talk out of turn or be cocky or anything. But there's a. I I will be there. All right. I'm looking forward to meeting you. uh, But come meet me. Come meet the Walking uh, Walking Dead cast. Oh hell yeah! Shaniqua Martin Green. Yes, I believe she will be there. Our friends, uh, RJ Median and Giancarlo Esposito will be there from Breaking Bad. And all of our friends from Z Nation will be there as Please well. Please tell everybody I said howdy. I will. We're going to miss you, Mike. I'm going to miss, miss you guys. You. I'm, I holiday be season is ramping up. Commerce must be done at the stash. Commerce must as be such, done. It is Mike Christmas. Mike is sacrificing fun and shenanigans to be there. 
Uh, for you. For you and for Wolf Flanagan. And for so, Wolf Flanagan, absolutely. Yeah, so come see us at uh, walkerstalkercon.com for tickets and info. Uh, it'll be there. I believe it's called the Park Expo and Convention Center. Nice. Come see us this weekend. And... Uh, yeah, and well, well, we got we got we got another episode left before Christmas. We do, but for anybody who's uh, shopping last minute, uh, JaneSoundBob.com or call the store. We've got the perfect present. Uh, get him's glory hole for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred dollars worth of merchandise for only a hundred dollars. All right. And Plus, you, you get a piece of the if you the podcast table. A piece of the podcast no. felt. Yes. Wow. Yes, you do. That's right. that's the hook. Because who wants? Fan? Freaking fantastic. Uh, but uh, if you call and you get get him on the phone, you have to be nice to get him. You okay, have that's to the only way you get it. Or you get me on the phone, you have to slam get him. Okay, remember that. Yeah, don't, don't get that mixed I don't, up. I don't want to hear nice things about get him. Okay. Right. <laughs> or you can. I don't care. I'll make sure you get the felt. Right, but if, if you feel like making my day. All right. Tell cool. me how get him has slighted you. Awesome. So get out there and buy a comic book. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at MingChen37. I'm at Michael Zapsix. Spell it like it sounds. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And there you go. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>